That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey folks, we'll talk to the goth ninjas in just one second. But did you know that the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and have no idea how to get them? Well, ScoreMaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points. The average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in just 20 days or less. 61 points. Trust me, I follow my score religiously, and that is... unheard of. Say your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. If you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points our listeners get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. And if you'd gone to ScoreMaster before applying for a home loan and raised your score just the average 61 points, you could have saved almost 100 grand over the life of your loan. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. Enroll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com slash offer. Scoremaster.com slash offer. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I wanted to see you before. You have to leave now. And never come back here. Have you ever heard of insect politics? Neither have I. Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion. No compromise. We can't trust the insect. I'd like to become the first insect politician. You see, I'd like to, uh, but... Oh, I'm afraid, um... I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm saying... I'm saying I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it. But now the dream is over and the insect is awake. No, sir. I'm saying... I'm sorry, I had to do it. I couldn't help myself. You know, look, if Saturday Night Live is going to have a fly in their debate sketch (laughs) this weekend, it's got to be Jeff Goldblum. I swear to God. 
<laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 8, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,358 of the Trump crisis, 26 days until the 2020 presidential election. We're actually in it right now, but we're less than four weeks away. So let's bring him in. It's the Goth Ninja. <laughs> It is uh, David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. Also from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Also, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. And Jody T-Rex Hamilton from the <laughs> from the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com. Also, at sexyhumble.com. Yes, you did. We did. Jesus. Don't tell our respective husbands. Right. Uh, that's right. I'll, I'll <laughs> keep that quite secret. Your theropod marriage. Your uh, is that even legal? I think Mike Pence is trying to outlaw that. So you guys I'm better sure look out. Is. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine used to drive an old Chevy Vega, and he yeah. would always say, "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas." <laughs> there you go. Dad jokes. Uh, yeah. It was a very shady car. We did some very shady stuff. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. So lots to talk about today. Obviously, we're going to talk about the vice presidential debate last night. Lots of references to flies, obviously. Oh, there's Mike Pence. There he is. This is what it sounded like. Half the debate last night was is this a, a fly buzzing around a, a phone on vibrate. That's what Mike Pence's half of the debate was last night. Talking right over Susan And Bates. one bloody eye. Yeah, one eyeball appearing to fill with blood. Oh, my yeah. God. So much to you get know, into. Pink eye is a symptom of, of COVID. COVID, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love John Fugelsang's joke from last night. Kamala Harris looks like she's having fun. Mike Pence looks like he's having conjunctivitis. And a stroke. <laughs> yeah, thank his, you. His mouth was kind of drowned around this... There's so much yeah. Botox in his forehead. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he really does look like a Ferengi or something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yes, he looks like Rene Abergenois. He looks like Odo from uh, Deep Space Nine. Or, or there's a second choice, one of the aliens from Cocoon. Because I'm, leaning, <laughs> I'm more, leaning more toward one of the aliens from Cocoon, even though they were a benevolent race of aliens. Um, True. So that may, that may not... Yeah, actually... but there's nothing worse than a frisky old person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've got, some annou- we've got some announcements before we go down the uh, vice presidential debate road uh, today. Next Wednesday, I mean, just a big announcement. Next Wednesday, my guest on my interview show will be... The great Nick Lutzko. Nick Lutzko is coming to the show next Wednesday. And then we're going to go to a boat parade. I can't wait. You know, in the midst of everything that's going on, I had completely forgotten about the boat parade. I know. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Nick Lutzko on the show. Not only to ask him about all of these uh, great songs, like, you know, Boat Parade. Boat Parade. <laughs> but also, he records legitimate music with a band, and they, you know, normally. I hope so. He's very talented. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great Spotify page where he's got all of his. I mean, I call it legitimate. It's all legitimate music. It's just part of it's funny, and that's the stuff that we play here on this show. You know, including boat parade. Boat parade. Boat parade. <laughs> uh, but on and the Dan Bongino song. Yeah. I want to see Everybody's pony. I'm like it's, it's like whiskey a go go in 1981, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, every time I see Bongino on Twitter now, man, I think of I think of the, about, about the man in the stairs. <laughs> oh man, I've loved him so long ago. Yeah. Oh shit, so so good. But then you know, also he's got the serious music on his Spotify page. He's got albums out and singles and EPs, and and it's amazing music. It is so innovative and interesting and fascinating to listen to because it's not your typical kind of music. I mean, one of the musicians in his band just plays xylophone. So I mean, it's a nice. It's an interesting, interesting combination. So you can find Nick Lutzko on uh, Spotify just by searching the name Nick Lutzko, L-U-T-S-K-O. Plus, I'm trying to get him to perform a couple of live acoustic tracks on the show, but I can't guarantee anything. We haven't resolved, you know, all the bullshit technical side mm. of things. Usually, uh, you know, I do all the phone interviews, but with musicians, I like to do, you know, what we normally use to connect with you guys, with the Goth Ninjas or with Buzz. I like to use that platform so it sounds really nice and we can have a, a nice acoustic performance. So. We're still working all that crap out. Meanwhile, um, we're going to play his latest Twitter song about spirit Halloween stores. <laughs> That's coming up on the post-mortem show. So if you want to hear that, you got to subscribe for $5 a month. Uh, you get a couple of post-mortem shows every week. We record them right after the... Uh, we, we call them end credits, but right after the end theme is done playing, we just keep on talking. That's the post-mortem show. And we make that available on our Patreon page. So go and sign up. Okay. So with all that out of the way... Enough about you, Bob. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to premiere the latest uh, single from Astral Summer on today's show also. Plus, we've got some Rocky Mountain Mike. In fact, let's play uh, Rocky Mountain Mike's latest. (laughs) Did you see this coming down Main Street? Well, no, no. Here it is. There it is. What do you think this one's about? I, I don't know. Well, they started out And my head explodes <laughs> Acted like He was all alone Saw something buzzing around <laughs> I thought it'd land on his nose Well, my mood picked up Everyone got still I'm loving that fly Loving that fly <laughs> These tiny wings Tiny wings Come on now Come now She's a badass thing Badass thing Wow Oh there it is Thing in the omen or something that flies followed him around or something. Yeah, yeah. And one of the sounds in the exorcist, I think, like one of the sounds when yeah. Reagan's really satanic, like really possessed, is like the sound of a fly buzzing. And I think somewhere in there is the pigs squealing or something. I don't know. There it is. There's Mike Mike Pence with fly on his head. Um <laughs> Lot, and of course, lots of fly jokes last night. Um, my favorite fly joke was, of course, everyone's favorite fly joke because everyone immediately ripped it off from the first person who made the fly joke, and that is that the fly is Mike Pence's only black friend. So, yeah. <laughs> it's still funny. It is still funny. And then my second favorite joke was actually Michael McKeon's joke. <laughs> and after a bunch of fly jokes had already come down on Twitter, Michael McKeon tweeted, Oh, good. We all saw the fly. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like very obviously everyone noticed the fly and then everyone had to make a joke about the fly. Myself included. I made my fair share of jokes. Like the, the fly probably has COVID now. I think I was one of the probably, first to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make that joke. Because- I just wonder if his whole life, has if has Mike Pence ever let a woman finish? No, <laughs> that's a good joke. That's a <laughs> good you, one. Thank you. Yeah, it's not mine. Yeah. I, that's I a good one. From somebody that's a good on Twitter. One. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Mike Pence not only had a fly in his head, but his eye appeared to fill with blood for some reason. There was something wrong with his eye, like he had like a... Like he had a stroke on stage. Yeah, like Trump held him down and farted right into his eyeball. It was just like... <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go there. there. There's a scene, isn't there a scene in Knocked Up where they all fart in each other's faces? Yes, and, and they, they all, all get, get pink eye. They all get pink eye. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, man. But I mean, that was no excuse for why he was acting like a sexist son of a fucking bitch last night. Um, just, just steamrolling right over Susan Page. And Susan Page, the moderator from USA Today, Mm-hmm. Once again, just letting Mike Pence and, you know, it was the same with Chris Wallace before, just letting, uh, you know, the Republicans, whether it was Trump or Pence, just steamroll. Just, do this, just ignore the rules. It doesn't matter. The rules are completely irrelevant. We're just going to keep on talking and we're going to do it in this sane tone of voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're going to trick everybody. It's so contemptuous. Like, yeah. They just mm-hmm. can't believe that they have to stand here and answer these questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, ugh, stupid democracy. It's so Boring. <laughs> oh, no, we don't have a democracy, according to Mike Lee. So, yeah. Smells like victory. I mean, there was one point where Kamala Harris had two minutes, right. and then Mike Pence jumped in after, like, the first five seconds and then would yep. not stop talking. Interrupted right away, but it wasn't just a, oh, Senator, that's ridiculous. It wasn't like that kind of interruption. It was... I've got a big chunk of things to say here, and so everyone better fucking listen to me. And he kept going and going and going. At what point, everyone was wondering, is Susan Page even still in the room? Right, is she falling asleep? I joked at one point, I said, I just looked outside my window, I saw Susan Page walking her dog past my house. (laughs) It's just like, where is she? I saw her flying a kite out in the meadow. (laughs) Right after the debate, Anderson Cooper uh, said on CNN, Harris had a smile on her face, and he had a bloody eye and a fly on his head. Yep. <laughs> Jesus God. But yeah, I mean, Kamala Harris was I think- a happy warrior last night, and I felt like she brought it. Yeah. I kind of could have had a little more mamala, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that, like look that anyone who's ever known a black mom mm-hmm. has learned to fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you shut your mouth. Oh, like, we definitely we saw. Like, I mean, based on what I was reading on Twitter, we definitely saw some of that. I mean, a lot oh, of yeah. people noticing. Oh, hey, I've seen that look before. But I mean, the main thing was it was like Kamala Harris had been doing this, uh, you know, debating at this level at the presidential level her entire life. I mean, she was cool as a fucking cucumber last night. And it was such an, a nice thing to observe where I felt like every time Kamala opened her mouth, I didn't feel like I had to be worried or nervous like what might come out here. <laughs> and even with Joe Biden, I get a little on edge every time he starts talking like, "Well, where is he going to go? <laughs> What's he got is he going to do something weird here? Is he going to start talking about corn pop or whatever?" And so I do get a little off balance when I hear Joe Biden speaking and it's it's the way he's always been. I mean, you ask anybody who's been following Joe Biden since like the 70s and 80s knows that Joe Biden has always been a gaffe machine. I mean, he, going back to the I am amazed. I mean, come on. When was his last I mean, he really has been on message on this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. No, this isn't this is this, this isn't like saying things that are factually inaccurate or any sort of gaffe that is 
that it's going to collapse the ceiling on top of anybody. Joe Biden's gaffes are just silly fuck ups. They're not right. that bad. But I still, you know, I still get a little nervous when he <laughs> starts talking anyway. It's just he's got that kind of freewheeling style like you never know which way he's going to go with something but with Kamala Harris I felt completely at ease like okay she's got this entirely handled and um, Mike Pence uh, for his part on top of being a dick here's the thing about Mike Pence I was referring to Mike Pence last night as a Jesus droid because he's (laughs) he's like half robot half like televangelist he it's like he went to like a media training seminar and took everything to heart like oh my god he put on the blandest possible human suit (laughs) in his transition that's right Uh, it's really it's like i mean that is like the plain white wrapper over a boiling cauldron of religious hysteria (laughs) that's you just topped the fuck out of me right there mr t-rex that was oh i need very very well said yes and i feel like it's kind of like the sugar on a creme like it's so easily cracked and punctured and like the crazy comes out you yeah, know like yeah. the only time he really came to life last night was when it came to restricting women's rights to make decisions about their right. bodies yeah here's my impression of mike pence this is a typical mike pence thing he's gonna throw something fucking insane into a phrase that otherwise sounds completely normal where he goes susan and he always does this thing where he goes uh, susan the Democrats want to execute babies in their cribs. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. President Trump knows it. And it's just like, what What the fuck did you just put in there? You just packed this crazy fucking thing right yeah. in the middle of sounding like generic politician. You know those Well, he really had nothing cats? last night. <laughs> yeah, that was the right. one thing I noticed is that he, I mean, he had nothing. He had no achievements to point to. And he just kept report, re, like circling back to the same stale talking points about raising taxes and liberals yeah exactly and it's just like dude she's just said six (laughs) times in a row joe biden will not raise taxes on anyone making yeah less than than four hundred thousand dollars a year i mean Mm -hmm. he definitely like handed her the opportunity to hammer that home i mean everybody knows that now yeah because she must have had to say it 11 times (laughs) it totally reminds me of like when i was reading an interview with bjork yeah bjork however you want to call her what did you call her bjork the Bjork is the proper pronunciation, okay. actually. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was uh, just going with the uh, the vulgar Bjork. Well, it's she got the umlauts, and when oh, it's okay. over an O, it always makes it U. Okay. But anyway, gotcha. um, so she was saying that she was glad to be on a solo performer now instead of being in a band with a bunch of dudes because she's like, when you're a girl in a band, mm-hmm. you have to spend a lot of time lobbying to make guys think that your idea is their idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. And everything that a man says once, you have to say five times. And it mm-hmm. was exactly like that being a gay guy in a band with a bunch of straight guys back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, and like anyone who's had to live through that like watched Mike Pence last night just blandly, you know, lying into the camera. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it like really like the <laughs> He was so rigid and corpse-like. Yes. That when the fly <laughs> landed, it just seemed like, of course, there's a fly landing on him and getting yeah. stuck in his hair. <laughs> exactly. And what you couldn't hear was the tiny grunting of the t- trying to tear itself loose from the Aquanet. <laughs> you know, it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just couldn't. And it, finally, it was so bored, it just fell off. 
<laughs> Sorry, this guy is even boring to a fly. The one time his forehead moved when he like raised his eyebrows at something Kamala Harris said, that was when his yeah. eyes started to bleed. Because mm-hmm. the effort was so intense past the Botox, it was like for you or me to lift 180 pounds for yeah. him to just yeah. raise his eyebrows. Well, I mean, substantively, I think the biggest takeaway from last night was, as you were just saying, David, is the, uh, the sexism, the misogyny on display from Mike Pence. And quite honestly, it's not reserved to Mike Pence. It could have been any random Republican guy sitting in that place, and they would have done the exact same fucking thing. Um, I noticed a tweet today from Matthew Dowd who said, I've been thinking a lot about the VP debate. I think many people are unaware about the level of misogyny and disrespect to women that is embedded in our society and in many of ourselves. We need to constantly work to excuse it in our own lives. I think you meant our own lives and in our communities. Of course, women are aware of that. Women are well aware of that. Um, Significant cross-section of men just don't have no idea what they're manifesting. Obviously, you know, I got to always put in the hashtag not all men, you know, because I'm not saying all men, but I would say a significant number of men in order to make a difference in how we make decisions in this country with regard to women in leadership. Because clearly what the Hillary Clinton loss four years ago mm-hmm. represented was not only the Russian attack, which had a big part of it, but what Russia was doing with a lot of the agitprop and disinformation that they were spreading through social media, it was directed at misogynistic men. It was a way to scare the fuck out of men thinking that Hillary Clinton was going to come into office and immediately like chemically castrate all of them or something. Well, and treat them like women have been treated? Yeah, exactly that's right. What, I mean, that's what the, 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 the screaming, angry white guy at the corner of the bar is the most afraid of, is that yeah. everyone's going to treat him like he's treated them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You yeah, know? And yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're gay people. We have full citizenship. We're just as much as – and I can't fucking believe Alito and Thomas I know. trying to overturn Obergfell. And it's just like, yeah. this is my – life yeah. you're talking about mm-hmm. fucking yeah. stooges you ghouls i mean you fucking cross-carrying gun-toting freaks yeah. like it's just like get out of my, just leave me alone mm-hmm. it's between me and god and my husband and maybe our county clerk but like just back off get out of i mean just if you're against abortion don't fucking have one it's yeah. just like that simple the hypocrisy when you see the piece in the new york times about the the how the the child separation policy was orchestrated from the very, very top. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that in a second. Yeah. Jeff Sessions, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, okay, so you care enough to kill about babies that aren't born yet, but when it comes to actual babies, you're put the, you rip them off, literally rip them off their mother's breast mm-hmm. and throw them in a fucking cage. Yeah, this is all <sighs> part of the death rattle of the Republican Party. They're just grasping whatever the fuck they can get. It doesn't matter if it's consistent. They're just grabbing whatever they can in order to sustain themselves, in order to fluff the bigots and the misogynists and the homophobes and the racists. Jody, what were you thinking last night as you watch Mike Pence just steamroll right over Kamala Harris, right over Susan Page? Also, bearing in mind what we were just talking about with regard to Matthew Dowd, this this ongoing misogyny that just continues to haunt us in this country, that we've got a man problem in mm-hmm. the United States. Um, Um, How are you seeing all of it? Well, I mean, (laughs) like most women, uh, obviously, I expected it, first Mm -hmm. off. Um, Because especially 
Pence and Trump, they just don't respect women, period. Mm -hmm. So there's that problem. But, you know, like I was saying, this one woman that I know on Facebook was like, Pence won it, and I didn't like Kamala making faces at him. And it's (sighs) like, it's not just men, it's women. At least she can move her face. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be the face of a movement if your face doesn't move, okay? That's funny. Um, (laughs) But I'm bummed. Uh, It's it's, (sighs) having... Uh, you know, luckily, I grew up in a household where my dad had eight daughters, so he had to raise us equally with his three sons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because my dad was raised completely in that time period. You know, he would have been 91 this year. Um, so, or, yeah, 91. Um, so, I mean, he was raised by a father who was also, a, you know, a chauvinist. And, yeah. you know, that's just how they were raised. And that, that's how it was. You know, men are this and that. Da, da. I also have a strong mother. Um, and his first wife was also yeah. very strong. And so, and my oldest sister was like, Dad, you can't do this, you know? And she she introduced him and my mother to the ERA back in the 70s, and they both went, no, that's a good thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So Dad became a feminist by default. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time he got to his 10th child, which is me, um, and his seventh daughter, he was like, no, you're going to school, you're going to be a professional, you're going to, and you're going to stand for yourself, and you're going to learn how to do this, and you're, you know? So, and I also went to an all-girls school for a while. Hmm. And and I highly recommend children being separated by gender, at least for certain classes, because Until teachers about the age of twenty. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's the type of class. It's yeah. not the. It's not that. It's not women and girls are supposed to not be good at math and science. Mm-hmm. Boys are not supposed to be good at languages and history and things like that. So if you separate them from that, then the teachers won't automatically call on a boy for a calculus answer or automatically call on a girl to do the proper grammar because that's also an inherent misogyny and, and just weirdness that we have. So going to an all-girls school from seventh grade to the first half of ninth grade, by the time I got to another co-ed school, I was raising my hand in science classes. I was raising my hand in math classes because I knew the answers. Oh, that's great. You know, and I wasn't terrified or, or timid of it because I was taught at 11 years old by my teachers at an all-girls school, you better know these answers or you're going to fail out of school. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole, and same with the boys' school that now that my, the girls' school I went to and the boys' school that was our brother's school, now they're a co-ed school together. But those, it ch- helped the boys learn how to speak different languages or do, you know, be good in English class or in history class or, in, you know, things that are girly, yeah. you know, and it's, it's. That's watching that debate last night just is like, okay, yeah, it's still there. You know, it's still there. She's going to have to do twice as as well as he will. And like I said, this one woman, she's like, oh, Kamala was awful and she was rude and interrupting. I'm like, no, she wasn't. It was pretty damn close in the polls. It was basically like 50-50 from the men in terms of who won the debate last night. Right. That's the the tribalism we're looking at here with men. Well, and he also wasn't a raving lunatic. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he basically didn't tear off his shirt and spit blood and bite a head off a bat. Exactly. He wasn't. He was. He was rude, but it was a very nice way. Yeah. <laughs> he was is, just it's really not, it's, nice it's about doesn't, it. Doesn't wash anymore. You know, too many of us have been told, "I'm hurting you for your own good" by those kind of mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know, the, it was the PE coach or the history teacher or the principal or the Sunday school teacher or just some sanctimonious white fucker that's got like kids' bodies in his crawl space, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he's trying to like preach to other people about how they should. 
behave with their clothes off. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just uh, yeah, you know, my and it just it didn't wash last night. It didn't. I mean, this, this whole just like refusing to answer questions and then tying back over to other questions and not you know following instructions. I I, I felt like it it may have you know affirmed people who wanted to see what they wanted to see mm-hmm. in right. it. But I just in, in that he didn't like you know turn his head all the way around and spit blood. Yeah, yeah. Or Which speak is, in Aramaic or something. The most dangerous <laughs> form of Trumpism is that kind of Trumpism, talking about exactly. Trump things and promoting Trump things, but doing it in a tone of voice that seems relatively stable. That, that's the danger zone that I've been concerned about for quite some time now. But going back to what you were saying, Jody, earlier is obviously you have no trouble communicating with men. So. Being segregated by gender like that for whatever those were, three, four years, you clearly weren't affected negatively by that. So it seems no. like... I, I, I think that it, there is a benefit to it because teachers don't realize that they have a bias either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they it's just something that boys are good at this, girls are good at that, which is just not true. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at the math. I always <laughs> have been, wow. you know. I, you know, as a producer, I've had to budget. Trust me, I know how to do these things. Um, oh, God, I wish I was good at math. <laughs> I can count backwards from you know by seven pretty easily. Um, <laughs> Ninety-three, eighty-six, seventy-nine. I can keep going. Person, um, woman, man. Person, man. It was person, woman, man. Camera, uh, TV, TV. Um, so <laughs> no, but it, it's and it because and I I honestly think that even in co-ed schools, then you separate them based on look. Teachers have a bias that they're not going to pay attention to the boys in the English class and they're not going to pay attention to the girls in the math class. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's not intentional. It's just how it is and has been. Whereas if you make it an all boy class for that and an all girl class for that, you're going to get people to come to the go. Wow, you're really good at Mm -hmm. that. Maybe you Mm -hmm. want to be a writer when you grow up. Hey, lady, maybe you want to be a scientist. You know what I mean? It's and and I think the boys were benefiting at, at Harvard the high school and the girls at Westlake were benefiting from the fact that first off they were, I mean, Westlake was harder than college. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was way hard. It was a very, very difficult school and we were all expected to go to Stanford. You know what I mean? In seventh grade, you're basically, you know, these are college classes in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And so they expect the girls and they expected the boys to, to succeed in such a manner that, it didn't matter that it was just girls. And we weren't taught, you know, home ec. I never took a home ec class. I wish I had. Wow. Yeah. You know? And then and at boarding school, I wish, oh, man, they'd stop this one. They had shop class at boarding school, and then they stopped it the year I got there. And I was like, oh. And my dad was like, I totally want you to take shop. You need to learn how to work on a car. And I was like, I was so looking forward to it. And it's, oh, not offered. Yeah. You know? <laughs> God, I would have loved that. My mom wouldn't let me take home ec. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it's like, she, it's like you, you made me an amaretto cheesecake when you were nine. <laughs> like, I knew awesome, that you were gay, awesome. and I knew, and you can already cook. You don't need to take home ec. And I was awesome. like, I'm laughing because that doesn't surprise me at all that you made an amaretto cheesecake at age nine. That is an amazing, it awesome, little, too. It was very, very T Rex detail, <laughs> life detail. No, I mean, that's, uh, she brought that up when I came out to her a couple of years later when I was 12 or 13. I was pretty young when I came out to my mom, and she was like, "Duh." Yeah. <laughs> well, what, one thing that we noticed last night was that Kamala Harris knows history a lot better than Mike oh, Pence yeah. knows history because mm-hmm. she, oh, her she, best I, moment was she used Abe Lincoln against Mike Pence. It was an mm-hmm. amazing thing. She was like, Abe Lincoln was up for re-election and it was 27 days before the election and a seat became open on the Supreme Court. 
But Honest Abe said, it's not the right thing to do. The American people deserve to make the decision. And Mike mm-hmm. Pence is sitting there. You know, yeah. I would, I would, I don't know how he shows his face. I mean, really, like you stood by and smiled on benevolently as mm-hmm. the most, the worst atrocities. I mean, real, like human rights violations. Yeah. Things people should be drawn up in front of the Hague for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, and a catastrophic handling of the COVID 19 ep- pandemic. And just like, what are you going to brag about? The yeah. economy is in the toilet. Thousands, but he just, he was like, you know, he just lied. He's just like, we've done a great job. And yeah. it's like, I, I, by what metric? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, wasn't the question posed to him about the COVID relief and everything? And then he answered it with the abortion stuff? Yeah, yeah. He just didn't answer. There was a, just a bunch right. of questions where he just blew right through it. And again, where was the fucking moderator about uh-huh. that? Because it was very clear. He went through one answer early on for a full two minutes and it had, Literally, it might have been what you were just talking about. Literally two minutes of nothing to do with the question that was asked. But that seems yeah, he, to be the, the standard uh, might, procedure. Actually, I think the COVID question that was posed to him, he answered with taxes. Okay, <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. That's the exact one that I'm thinking of. And, you know, look, he is responsible. He and his boss are responsible for some of the mm-hmm. most heinous things ever to be foisted upon human beings by the executive branch of government in this country. I mean, things that you got to put alongside the Trail of Tears, alongside slavery, alongside Jim yeah. Crow. Donald Trump and Mike Pence have put the entire last four years into that category of the worst mm-hmm. chapters in American history. And when Kamala Harris is bringing up those things or Susan Page is asking about those things, Mike Pence is treating it as if, you know, they're accusing him of voting for something before he voted against it or some sort of procedural it just he doesn't comprehend he never never really addressed just the heinous Mm -hmm. awful unforgivable irredeemable things that his administration is responsible for it's just like this bland blah bland ordinary rice yeah yeah. (laughs) popcorn with no salt Uh, (laughs) susan uh, ordinary 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 Ordinary, generic, ordinary. <laughs> Basically, Mike <laughs> Pence last night. Um, I did kind of. I feel like his media team or his debate prep team is on the skeleton crew because yeah. I do feel like some of his talking points last night were just really straight from 2009. Like, dude, you got to change your talking points every mm-hmm. six months or every six thousand miles as prescribed by your manufacturer. You know? so <laughs> your I mileage get, may yeah. vary, but it's you know the the whole just like liberal, liberal. Like he kept saying liberal like it was a pejorative. And oh, yeah. Well, kind of like, speaking of old school, did you notice he went back to like 1987 or something like that by mentioning in his first response, he brought out the Joe Biden plagiarism allegations, which was more about an allegation against one of Joe Biden's speechwriters than Joe Biden himself. But okay, we're rewinding to 1987 because, you know, the Trump people, they don't like to look backwards, or at least according to Do- <laughs> Dr. Conley, we don't look backwards, guys. We're not going to answer questions about two days ago, uh, but we're going to bring up uh, things from 1987. Meanwhile, but again, I think that was one of those things from the Fox News universe that anybody tuning in casually was yeah. like, what is he talking about? You know, Mm-hmm. Like yelling in hieroglyphics again. <laughs> well, there's but one thing- Yoshimoto, but Yoshimoto. Like, what are you saying, dude? <laughs> like- My main takeaway from last night's debate was at least the Republic wasn't destabilized. That was, I think, the most important part of that debate. It wasn't like last week's debate. Not a huge hurdle to cross, but an important one. (laughs) That's right. Last night, horrible misogynistic things from Mike Pence aside, 
it was <laughs> relatively normal. You know, it, yeah. just, it was weird. It was off-putting in a sense. Like, oh my God, he's not he's not screaming like a goblin the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, at least there's that. Look how low we've reduced our standards, <laughs> by the way. No kidding. At least he wasn't a goblin. That's our standards now for presidential <laughs> debate. He didn't bite anyone's head off on stage. <laughs> Exactly right. Well, did you know the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and have no idea how to get them? Well, ScoreMaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score just a few points. That's weak. The average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. 61 points. Say your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. If you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points our listeners get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. Enroll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com slash offer. Scoremaster.com slash offer. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. This is yeah. This is David and Whee! Astral Summer and Dave. Yeah, who kicked ass on this song? His guitar parts—it just totally gave this song a whole new dimension of like. And, and then I had to add an extra layer of vocals because I was like, "This is on fire now." Yeah. You know? Who's your recording partner again? Who is it? His name is Dave Martin. Dave Martin. Okay. God, I should remember that. My editor-in-chief, before I became editor-in-chief on the campus newspaper in college, my editor-in-chief before that was a guy named Dave Martin. I should be able to remember that. I don't know why it keeps uh, popping out of my head. Uh, But yeah, this is Astral Summer. He's he's actually a child behaviorist, which makes him uniquely qualified to work with me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Are you putting this up on your uh, Bandcamp page? Is this up already? It's up. It's up up there now. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, go support uh, Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Are, are you not sure now? Are, do you, would you like to revise your statement, Mr. Uh, Ferguson? Uh, let me just get this fly off my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he won't raise taxes. No, no. What, about, what do you think, Mike Pence, of that song? <laughs> Mike, Mike Pence weighing in. Thank you, Mr. Vice President. All right, go away. Get the fly away. Get the fly swatter. Get, uh, all right, good, good. All I right. feel like lost in the wash here in all the noise. We, Mike Pence, I mean, um, Joe Biden made an amazing speech the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where he talked about. Oh, the one in Gettysburg. And, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was, I mean, really. And then, like, 
what's his face showed up yesterday on camera with that fucking shit bronzer on again. <laughs> yeah, that makes him like. I, I feel like the makeup artists are now against him. Like, <laughs> they I, were I, always <laughs> against him. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. But I feel like lately it's been especially lurid. Maybe it's to the ghastly pallor of his skin underneath because he's on so many bizarre medications and yeah. antibody therapies and. He's probably going to just grow another head. <laughs> My favorite thing about whenever he puts another video out, and by the way, he put another video out about 20 minutes ago. So It wow. looks weird. It looks like it's in front of a green screen. Yeah, it looks like he's standing like way out in the middle of the South Lawn of the White House. And he but did another one earlier today, yeah. but there's a second one that yeah. he shot out on the lawn of the White House. It um, doesn't look like he's outside. It looks like he's inside and in front of a green screen to me. The way the lighting is, the the, oh. the focus he's of like it. He's the worst cable access host in the world right now. <laughs> it just doesn't. I mean, it, really, like, I mean, he was on camera yesterday with the shit bronzer on, saying that he's got a cure for COVID, and he yeah. all manic and euphoric and nuts. I haven't heard how he sounds on that White House lawn thing. That yeah. will let you know whether it's interior or an exterior because you'll hear ambient sound yeah. if it's outside. And if it, if they're stupid enough, which they're not that bright anyway, mm -hmm. they won't add ambient noise if it was shot indoors. See, this is what I love about these Trump videos that he's making since he got out of the hospital is now every, every time a new one drops – Everyone on Twitter like hovers around it and starts examining it frame by frame like the Zapruder footage. And, <clears> and, and mainly it's like to find the chunks of white spooge that fly out of his mouth. Because mm -hmm. the one yesterday when he was kind of in partial shade in the former Rose Garden in the Melania Trump Industrial Foliage Cemetery, he was... <laughs> I'm sorry, that, he, that he, tickled me. He, <laughs> he had like... Foliage Cemetery. He had... It's, it's so Eastern European. That's the, that's yeah. the joke. Um, he had some kind of amorphous white spooge all around his lips, like on his lips, and then it was gathering around the corner of his mouth and then I, I just kept getting hit with dms all afternoon people with screen grabs sending me screen grabs Ew. of the wad of spooge of the white yeah. chalky material yeah. flying out of his mouth Ew. like thank is you is thrush a side effect of steroids or any of the other like <laughs> well i do know that did we cover this already that conjunctivitis is or like a pink yeah, eye is a side effect that. of covid yeah yeah we think it is yeah okay think so. you right. think the president's been going around farting on his aides faces is that what you're saying <laughs> yes that's that right. too yes <laughs> seriously though i mean who is telling him he looks good with the the brown bronzer i mean it's like no one the reason he does it it's it's part of his brand that's why he puts mm -hmm. the orange face makeup on now. And it started kind of when he started The Apprentice. Like, he's like, oh, that TV makeup looks really good. I'm going to use that all the time. Not realizing that on TV, you only see him sitting there at the boardroom table, but out and interacting with people and doing things around the way. You see all the seams of it. And it looks ridiculous. Like that one photo, the famous photo of him walking across the lawn where it just looks like an orange mask of Trump on someone else's head. It's, right. yeah. And it's coming off on his collar. Yeah, but it's part of what he thinks people expect of him and his brand. It's like, we expect Donald Trump to have the orange makeup, the weird dairy swirl hair, the oversized suits, the really long tie, the same gestures he is nothing if not disciplined when it comes to presenting the brand because that is the centerpiece of whatever remains of his quote-unquote wealth i mean it's not really wealth given that he's so deeply in debt but the fact is that his 
his fame, his That's kind of like notoriety. Napoleon Dynamite being really disciplined about dancing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you're only, the brand is, I mean, yes, all the elements of the brand is there, but they're all shitty. But the now. is uh, a night. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, the brand things right now are now all being amplified by the steroids. So the obnoxious behavior, the anger management, all the rest of it. What steroids do is just amplifies all the things that are already there. I, I hate to go down the road of being Captain Scary Pants again, but I am deeply concerned that either we're going to be invaded or our foreign enemies are going to do something else that, you know, because America is basically out to lunch right now. Who the hell is going to invade us, though? Oh, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, there's lots of... We are a very uh, heavily armed populace. We may be disorganized, but there's a whole bunch of us, and it's a big-ass country. Yeah, well, but we're not all Wolverines. You yeah. know, this isn't Red Dawn. Um, I'm thinking more in terms of terrorists, uh, yeah. specifically, Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Asymmetrical warfare is different than an invasion. An invasion would be yeah. like Russia like occupying the, our country, and that's just like they don't have the resources. Yeah. Nobody does. It's too big. Right. Well, there's other things that they can do. Obviously, um, yeah. it seems Cyber like attacks. yeah, but it seems like our intelligence community, based on that video that was uh, put out a couple of days ago, seems like the intelligence community is on top of the whatever Russian cyber shenanigans uh, they're trying to pull right now. So. I'm a little encouraged by that. And you know what? I'm also, honest to God, putting aside Captain Scary Pants for a second, I'm really encouraged by where the polls are. I've talked about yeah. this a couple times already this week. Bears repeating that uh, I was deeply concerned that Donald Trump was going to get a sympathy vote. But you know what? Two things happened. First of all, he didn't get the sympathy vote. But part of the reason he didn't get the sympathy vote is because he fucked up his own positive COVID diagnosis. He fucked up every step of the way. There were things that he could have done throughout that process that he didn't do to parlay that uh, little bud of sympathy that was emerging on whatever it was, Thursday into Friday last week. So he's in this predicament because of his own fucked upness. I mean, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. That is the rule. But the one thing that Donald Trump has also done in the course of all of this, in the course of pursuing his brand or whatever fucked up impulses that he has, apparently Liberate Michigan was taken seriously yeah. by a bunch of fucking <laughs> yeah. domestic terrorists who were plotting to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, who's the governor of Michigan. FBI says it thwarted what was described as a plot to violently overthrow the government and kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The alleged mm -hmm. plot involved reaching out to uh, members of uh, Michigan militia, according to a federal affidavit filed Thursday. Can we stop calling them militias? Thank you. Militia is in the Constitution as something that's required. These are and regulated. Yeah. These are terrorist groups. These are domestic terrorists. Yeah. Exactly. The court filing also alleges the conspirators twice conducted surveillance at Whitmer's personal vacation home and discussed kidnapping her to a, quote, secure location in Wisconsin to stand, quote unquote, trial for treason prior to the November 3 election. So this is one of the most deeply concerning stories that we have seen probably to date in terms of this Trump crisis, where now there are domestic terrorist groups, <coughs> white men, <coughs> white men, who uh -huh. are uh, plotting to kidnap Democrats. 
and to put them into kangaroo court trials. And obviously we know where these kangaroo uh, trials for treason, which is what they were going to try her for, where that eventually leads. Obviously they would call, you know, define her as guilty and say, well, she must be hanged or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. This is how fucking dangerous these people are. And, and Donald Trump thinks they're his base. That's what's so terrifying about it. Donald Trump refuses to condemn groups like this. And I bet you a thousand fucking dollars he will not condemn this, whatever it is, whatever group did this. He will not say a fucking negative word about them or what they were trying to do. These domestic terrorists. They're his, they are his base. They're his main voting block. Exactly. Exactly. He supports Kyle Rittenhouse. (sighs) Yeah. Well, in fact, not only does he support them, but he ordered uh, Homeland Security to not say any uh, negative things about Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. I mean, that was an actual thing where the mm-hmm. administration officials were ordered not to be negative about, mm-hmm. a, uh, about a mass shooter in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. The whole DHS needs to just be burned to the ground. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And, I mean, really, we had agencies. It, it was redundant it. on top yes. of the NSA, on top uh-huh. of the CIA, on top of the FBI. It just yeah. was a complete... Cl- I mean, and, and just... The whole like homeland concept is so to me it's so very German. Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's so Germany in the thirties. Yeah, that when when they named it Homeland Security, I was like, whoa. Yeah, right. It's huge overcorrection for nine eleven is what the Department of Homeland Security was. Exactly. I mean, it, what they did is they thought maybe we need one cabinet level department that houses all of these different intelligence agencies, whether it's ATF on up to Border Patrol, ICE, is all into there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, it doesn't need to be that way. Uh, you know, it wasn't a matter of uh, a lack of some sort of Homeland Security Department that caused 9-11. It was a right. matter of intelligence officials and especially the Bush White House in the early days not putting two and two together about what mm-hmm. was going on. Because exactly. th- there were people like Richard Clark, Clark who was exactly. screaming to Condoleezza Rice and whoever would listen about bin Laden and Al-Qaeda up to fucking no good. They were training pilots uh, how to take off, but not to land. I mean, and, and everyone's going, well, whatever. We're, we're thinking about China, China. And so it was all about that entire summer was about Bush and China and whatever. And so they just ignored what happened. It had nothing to do with, oh, Jesus Christ, if we had only had a Department of Homeland Security to stop this. No, no. That's you know, I feel like it's, it was some point in the Bush years or prior to that when Fox News became a thing that the Republican Party left the runway factually. And yeah. Let mm-hmm. ideology start to lie to them about the facts on the ground and them choosing to believe the ideology, which mm. leads to like wars in Iraq. Yeah. And, you know committees to investigate the 3 million voters who voted quote unquote illegally in 2016. Mm -hmm. Like they were chasing unicorns here. And I feel like this should have been the moment that America went, Oh man, ideology and facts on the ground, COVID-19, who am I going to listen to? Yeah. Mm. PR or science. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's so disheartening to me that so many people have opted for PR Mm -hmm. because it makes them feel better. Mm -hmm. And it just like, have you got, do either of you guys have HBO? Oh, yes. Have yes. you watched Agents of Chaos? No. Is it good? It's documentary. Watch it. It's, 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 uh, whew, it's good. Is it going to make me shit myself? It's maddening <laughs> to a certain extent. Um, it's really gross. But uh, it's, you don't have to do that. Um, okay. I, it, 
<laughs> Unless it's your thing, Bob. I mean, if that it's if it's your you thing, that's so fine. You know, but no, it's 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 a it's a documentary, and I watched the Comey thing, and then I watched Agents of Chaos, and um, uh, wow, it's I, the people that really need to see it probably won't, but it's quite frightening. What what would you give the Comey uh, miniseries, the two part miniseries? It was good. It was, you know, they obviously put him in as good a light as they could. Yeah. Um, I can't with that. I still feel like It got me angry, though. It, it, yeah. It, it got me mad again at him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and it, the Peter Strzok stuff was interesting with him and Lisa Page and, and how yeah. they portrayed those two. Um, Made me oogie, all of that. Yeah, it was a little oogie, but yeah. um, it just, I, you know, Jeff Daniels was wonderful because he's a wonderful actor. Yes, of course. Um, but I thought that, you know, I don't feel sympathy for Jim Comey. <laughs> um, woo, woo. And they, oh, tried, they tried to do that with him. I mean, they did. They put him in the, oh, he's getting crap from Clinton people. Oh, he's getting crap from Trump people. Oh, he's getting praise from Clinton. Oh, he's, you know what I mean? It's like a whole, oh, poor Jim Comey. No, he mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. He knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have done it. Um, he was, yes, absolutely, there was pressure, and New York was part of the problem. Hi, Spencer Garrett. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Spencer Garrett was in that. That's right. He was. Yeah. He was one of the bad New York City guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I should tell him I saw that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it wasn't any thing informative to me because I paid attention and it was basically like, you know, hey, Malcolm Nance's book. There it is. Um, (laughs) Same with Agents of Chaos. I mean, it's full on Malcolm Nance in a documentary. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's Agents of Chaos is is an important documentary for everybody to see no matter where you are in the spectrum of politics. Mm -hmm. But I know that people that are falling for it no matter where they fall in politics are not going to watch this. And if they watch it, they're not going to believe what's true. Well, you know, we've managed to get this far without talking about Donald Trump specifically, so we're going to do that in just a second. But before we get into Donald Trump and why he's not going to participate in the second debate, let's talk about uh, Plexiderm, of course. Now that we've said goodbye, now that we've said goodbye to summer, <laughs> it's time it for it's time for uh, everything to get back into the uh, the old autumn groove. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice and the leaves are falling to their deaths. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes and by the way the results are going to last for hours so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time you can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code voices this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm Visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. Bob Seska! Lies, jealousy, darling, can't you see? Keeping secrets, it's tearing us apart. Why can't we be honest, true, and straight from the heart? Don't I know that we treat it like a game? Need to tell the truth. 
This is a brand new Renee Trossman. This is called Meant to Be right here. Yeah, I wanted to get some of the uh, horns in here. Oh, turn those horns up again. Let me hear that horn yeah. So great. Yeah, Renee actually wrote to me and said, make sure you play the first verse so you can hear the uh, hear the horns in there. The horns are really good. <clears throat> Another yeah, great song from Renee Trossman. Live yeah. strings. What's that? I really want to do that. I want to record with strings like a live string. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a new like thing. Horn, cello really is like... Horn section. Cello is really hot these days. You get like uh, four cello players in the same room. Holy shit. That really, and it makes it sound cinematic. In fact, the uh, the entire score for Joker, the uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, was done basically on cello. Like the most memorable sections were just cello music. It was just breathtaking and and chills inducing to to listen to that. But uh, let's see cello what else. Has a huge range is the thing. It can sound as high as a violin almost. Yeah, yeah. And then it's yeah, you know, it just it's a, it's a. Amazing. It's one of my favorite musical instruments. I played cello for a couple of years in grade school. I just uh, I love did you. It. Yes, Aww. I did. I played everything. I played Aww. cello, saxophone, piano, guitar, bass. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, so Donald Trump continues to be the super spreader. He says he's not going to participate in the second presidential debate on October 13th. That's next week because it will be virtual instead of in person. And he said uh, to Maria Bartiromo, who's uh, Lando's co-pilot on Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I always have to work that one in there. I, it's a salute to my friend Chez. Uh, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. It's not what debating is all about, Trump said. It's ridiculous. He's concerned that they're going to mute him. He's concerned that they're going to turn his microphone mm-hmm. off when he's acting like mm-hmm. a fucking prick because he is a fucking prick who would never shut up, regardless of the format of the debate. I mean, I, it would be so. I it would be so funny because tell him no, no, no. We're not going to mute your mic so that he thinks everybody can hear him, but we just see him flailing <laughs> <laughs> and running his fat mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, if he's alive next Tuesday, I mean, he just like he. Uh, yeah, this week is the beginning of his second week that we know of of him being sick. And this is typically when people get sick. I mean, a friend of mine is getting her COVID test at 3.30 her time this afternoon. She's been sick for 19 days, Mm -hmm. like really, really sick. So she's getting a strep test, a flu test and and a COVID test. But she's been down, you know, and it sounds like she's got COVID. I mean, she's just really, really sick. And most people, when you have the flu, maybe a week and a half, two weeks tops, Mm -hmm. you know, a bad cold, a couple of weeks tops, you know, but you're usually not her. How she's been describing herself, it sounds worse than strep throat or something. She can't get out of bed. She can't breathe. Mm. I mean, it just sounds like it's probably, I hope it's not. I hope it's yeah. something like, like it is pneumonia, but it's treatable kind of thing, you know, not COVID mm-hmm. pneumonia. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, and he, he's still on steroids. So yes. his immune system, and then he's got these antibodies. I love that they said he tested positive for antibodies that he was given. <laughs> Right. Congratulations. There were, there were human stem cells from aborted fetuses and things. Oh, yeah. So, they are you know. fucking, I mean, everything they touch, they beclown and turn to shit and trivialize. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, uh, we should be, if we're hearing from doctors at Walter Reed, we should probably need like someone to explain the medical terminology to us. Not some clown mm. who's just standing there like mouthing platitudes and lawyering. Well, 
The thing is that this is why there's Trump fatigue right now. People mm-hmm. are sick and fucking tired of this ongoing, well, you never know which way he's going to go. Just when you think he's going to zig, he's going to zag. What's he going to do next? What's the next episode of the Trump show? Is he really sick? Is he really faking mm-hmm. it? Is he on this drug or that drug? Or is he about to die? Or is he okay? This is the shit that everyone is sick of. This is one of the reasons why his poll numbers are collapsing. People are sick and fucking tired of this ongoing look at me look at me look at me because all this translates even with the debate and am i going to do it am i not going to do it am i going to participate or is joe biden going to participate this is what people are have just become fed up with and especially in the midst of a crisis this goddamn tabloid exploitation he is acting like he is a tabloid celebrity who constantly needs to get his name on the front page of the national Enquirer or whatever the fucking tabloid is in order to you know keep his q score up or whatever but at the presidential level in presidential politics it wears on people much faster than uh than in any other form of celebrity and that's Mm -hmm. what he is doing right now that's one of the things he's making uh worse for himself is continuing well, to play this game the stock market the other day when yeah. he was like no more negotiations on relief and it was just like <sighs> like the bottom fell out yeah like, yeah and i was like this is exactly what bob was talking about a year ago and everyone's like you're crazy he's not manipulating the stock market of course he is <laughs> yeah right i know of course he is i know well what like, you- you're such a conspiracy theorist i can't even listen to your show anymore <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who said that? Who said that? Because I'm going to ban them from listening to the show. <laughs> You're not allowed there to you listen. Go. That's right. I'll I, show I, them. I love pretending that I have the power to ban people from listening. That's one of my. I know. This show is offered for free. Yeah, at least the yeah. Tuesday and Thursday shows. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. There Ding. you go. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. As ninjas, Jody can I can like abduct them, give them a microchip that like as soon as the show starts, they're if, if they're they not listen, allowed, they can't literally hear it. <laughs> That's right. right. And they're in excruciating pain. We need to work on that. <laughs> Uh, but do- meanwhile, Donald Trump blamed the Gold Star families for yeah. his positive COVID uh, experience now. It, it wasn't for a while. It was soldiers and first responders. That's the first people he right. blamed for uh, having COVID is his uh, interactions it's with soldiers and first people. responders. Yes, exactly. And now it's Gold Star families. Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. Now he's ble- my God. Of all people to go after, right in the way. People are still remembering suckers and losers, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's still a fucking thing. Uh, Thank God that people are remembering that. Because they have to know. They have to remember what kind of fucking monster this guy is. So now he's attacking Gold Star families for being super spreaders themselves. He can't fucking take responsibility for fucking anything. He's the one who is (laughs) refusing to wear masks. He's Mm -hmm. the one who only took tests on a quote-unquote regular basis not on a daily basis like he's been saying you're always talking about i took a test today i took a test right before this trump show i took a test right before this rally and believe me it's not fun it's not you took the test he thinks the test is a preventative like it actually makes him immune somehow or something it's completely out to fucking lunch another thing people are sick and fucking tired of people are sick of the fucking shenanigans and Mm -hmm. obviously you got 42% or whatever it is now, 30 to 40%. They're baked in. They're not moving. 
but by and large, the real people in the world, the normals in the world in the United States, are just sick of the fucking shenanigans. And and that's a lot where, of people over sixty five have switched over to Biden. Yes, yeah. Is he's he's uh, <clears throat> Biden's up twenty one points on mm-hmm. one of the polls of people over sixty five, which is huge. Yes, yes. Meanwhile, it's, you know, crazy that like, this whole like let's kill grandma for the economy strategy is not right. paying off it's for them. Amazing how that didn't work out. It's also about hey, let's take away their social security too. Not only are we going to kill you, uh, but also at the same time, we're going to eliminate the payroll tax so social security goes bankrupt by 2023. And that's freaking people the fuck out. It's just this ongoing low frequency stress that should not be coming from the White House ever, Mm -hmm. ever, ever. And it's going to crawl up Donald Trump's ass very, very soon and nest there and eventually explode. That's what's... (laughs) That's what Donald Trump has done to himself. Now we learn that Trump forced his doctors to sign NDAs. Of course. This was back when he did that emergency visit to Walter Reed the last time, which is still a fucking mystery. I think NDAs are just should be illegal. I think it's a... I, I, well, the NDAs that, that, that I wouldn't have a problem with are like, You're, you've written the movie, get out. Now, <laughs> yeah. nobody say the ending. Or, mm. you know... Don't talk about what happened in one of the Star Wars movies when it comes to Han Solo kind of thing. Yeah. But, and then like with propriety, like with, with code for, you know, uh, software and things like that, I understand that kind of th- thing that you should not, that's that's information that should be, like the Coca-Cola recipe, you know what I mean? Things like yeah. that, the recipe for the... Trade secrets, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah trade, trade secrets. secrets. That should be that. But anything like... Like what Donald Trump has people do. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. I know California was trying to pass a law stating that if you sign an NDA and there's illegality that you have witnessed, that NDA is void. Yeah, like sexual harassment, rape, you know, things like that. That's smart. You know, I don't know if it has gotten past a committee. I know they were trying to do it a few years ago. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to it, but that should be anything. Like if you sign an NDA and then something that you witnessed, like everybody at Fox News with Roger Ailes, yeah, <laughs> was right. illegal, yeah. Um, then the NDA should not count. They shouldn't matter. That's it. That's the, so you sign this NDA and I can now harass you all I want. And that's the the whole point of the NDAs from Donald Trump are to deceive people. It's not about keeping secrets. It's about Mm -hmm. deception. And And to me, that seems like you're just going ahead and stating outright that you have the intent to do things that are wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, and then he goes, I'm the most transparent president in the history of the world. No president is more transparent than I am. He's got to say it two different ways because he keeps repeating himself on endless loop. Um, Oh, and yeah, one little bit of uh, good news from uh, the Biden camp. The the negative ads are back up. (laughs) Suffice to say, Joe Biden's running his negative ads against Donald Trump again, which thank fucking God that decision was made. Yeah, the, people were calling on him to suspend his campaign when Trump's diagnosis got announced. And I was just like, are you kidding? Yeah, because there were. The oh. Fox News isn't going to stop. The surrogate campaign's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep spreading disinformation, and the campaign needs to be on top of it. There's a whole bunch of people who just were on the wrong side of that thing last week. Yeah. And it was a shame to see it because Rachel Maddow was one of them. And, uh, you know, uh, my thing with what Rachel was saying Thursday night about, you know, your uncle who has lung cancer and why would we shame our uncle with lung cancer? Well, 
it would be the same as if uh, our lo- our uncle with lung cancer gave everyone around him also lung, lung cancer. cancer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of what we're talking about here. So it's really difficult to forgive someone like Donald Trump, irrespective of what the situation is. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, impossible to have sympathy for the devil. So. Uh, but let's see what else. We're going to talk about Jeff Sessions and the family Ugh. separation over on the postmortem show. Plus, we've got a brand new song from Nick Lutzko that we're going to play here uh, about, about Spirit <laughs> Spirit Halloween. Which, by the way, I thought the name of those stores was Halloween Spirit. But I guess it's not. I guess it's Spirit Halloween. What a weird title for a bunch of pop-up stores. Uh, and also, good news about uh, Jack Berkman and Jacob Wall. We're going to talk about that, too. Mm. Oh, man, there's so many Sun things. for delicious. <laughs> so yes. many things we didn't get to. We got some uh, poll numbers, too, to talk about as well. It's going to be an action-packed post-mortem show. We're on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. Please subscribe for $5 a month. I've got my hands cupped together. I'm begging you, please I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> do me a favor, subscribe to the uh, uh, post-mortem show on our uh, Patreon page. Also, make sure to uh, support Astral Summer over at astralsummer.bandcamp.com, which is uh, David's new music project. And I uh, can't wait to play the whole song in the Indie Music Countdown at the end of the month. I'm glad you like that one. That yeah, oh, my good. God. I fucking love that song. It is so fucking good. It is called, uh, you know, I think I forgot to mention the title title of it when we were talking oh, about it it's called assault and flattery it's a call yeah assault and flattery there it is uh meanwhile uh, from dash the dash bunker.com is jody hamilton's website david is also at patreon.com slash trx support and make sure to yeah, get i got fun- a new episode with jody up oh yes that's right yeah you finally got that worked out didn't you <laughs> and right. i've got another episode going up tomorrow where i interview the lead singer of a band called vision video sounds it's good really cool guy. all right bye now that you've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice, of course. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time just for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too. Number 11s, whatever that is, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. And by the way, the results are going to last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole damn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and use the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you.